Hi, I'm Julia Thomas, class of 2007 and director of annual giving for Darlington School. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, we're joined by Alex Murray, Darlington class of 2002, who describes himself on his website or his headquarters, which I love, as an actor, comedian, and musician who currently lives in Brooklyn. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Alex. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, there. I, I could tack four or five more uh, sort of various careers onto that, too. We, we podcast and audio engineer and children's entertain, and there's all, all sorts of fun up here in Brooklyn. I love it. And hopefully we can touch on all of that. But first, it's the Darlington podcast. So I'd love to learn more about your Darlington experience. Your parents are both former faculty members. I'm pretty sure I had them both. Um, can you just give me some of the your insight on being um, a young Darlington student and your experience and having two teachers as parents? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, my my young Darlington story starts when I was about two. Um, so yeah, I was one of the, one of the faculty brats running around, um, just so, so a bit of a unique experience, right? Uh, I used to live in, I lived in Trapeer when Trapeer was still there. I think, uh, my first apartment that I lived in on Darlington is now, uh, a, a quad down there, but by the, uh, girls dorms. But yeah, and then I went to school for for 13 years. So a lot of uh, when I was a kid running around on campus having fun and um, Darlington was my whole world, right? Growing up, it was where I the first time I went and saw plays and I went and saw bands and I went and saw football games. And that was, you know, it seemed it seemed enormous and like there was everything there to me when I was a kid. And um, yeah, it is odd also to, you know, get on your bike. And uh, I lived in fact, we lived in faculty circle. Um, growing up and with the, the Rhodes kids and the Van Ness kids. And so we had our little like kids on bikes gang that got to run around school, which was, I mean, fun. You know, you've got babysitters essentially everywhere. You can get into a lot of trouble and, and get uh, not in a lot of trouble because every, everybody knows who you are, um, which is a good time. Uh, and weird though, because like I've never, I have no idea what the like walking into like a new lunchroom on your first day of school and looking around and trying to figure out where to sit. I have no idea what that's like. Um, cause you know, my first day of classes in high school, uh, most of my teachers had known me since I was four. So, um, you know, a lot of that, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a good place to grow up. What all were you involved in as a student? You know, it's yeah, okay. So at, living on campus, but yeah, at, far out and weird. Yeah. But yeah, once once I was actually in school, um, in high school, let's see, uh, I played football, state champs '98. What? Uh, and I played lacrosse, and then I quit playing football to be in more plays, which was a whole thing. And, um, so I did drama. I was in the band for a couple years. I was on the honor council for four years. I wrote on the yearbook. Oh, it just, again, it was, it was my whole world. I mean, I lived there and, uh, I, I operated at Darlington and basically just got up to anything I could get up to. Um, if there was a, a thing you could learn how to do, I, I wanted to learn how to do it. I wanted to I write on the newspaper or mess around on the video yearbook and be in the plays. And I was in a, 
a terrible band with three of my other friends and we we played at Schroeder's and you know the whole the whole thing got up to the the full Rome Georgia teenager artistic experience um yeah and you know other than that I mean I just I went to school you know I was there there in the morning and uh before homeroom I was usually down working out in the old tiger pit before the nice new beautiful facilities and um usually there till like god like eight nine at night doing theater rehearsal or mess around in the yearbook or honor council meetings or something that's awesome well i mean we love that all of our students can do so many different things they can be the football player and be in the play it's always nice to have that full experience as a darlington student what would you take from that experience either in the classroom or outside of the classroom as your most useful skill set that you use today, whether it's professionally, personally, or both? I mean, I, I feel confident walking into most professional or social situations. And I think that's a big part of it is, uh, especially with like high powered prep school, like Darlington is. And then if you go to like a liberal arts college, which I also did, you, you learn how to learn, you learn how to, I learned, I learned how to code switch uh, very, very well and very quickly. Like, all right, we're in English class. It's time to be an English class. All right. We're on a newspaper staff. It's time to be on a newspaper staff. All right. I'm in trouble because the thing that I've written in the newspaper has made the, the booster club mad. All right. Well now I'm, now I'm this. Um, and, or now I, I have to sit now in judgment over a peer of mine who I've known since we were eight and decide whether or not we're going to allow them to keep going to the school that we go to. That's, that's tough stuff. Um, when you're 17, 18 years old and, uh, but I mean, think important, you just learn, learn really early on that there are like big consequences to things that you do. Um, and also sometimes not, um, but yeah, just, I learned how I learned to be confident in a lot of different uh, situations. I love um, that. And we talk about confident contributors as our students and that's what we want them to be. So that's, Oh, that's great. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. So after Darlington, you said you went to a liberal arts college. So tell me about your educational path kind of after Darlington. All right. Well, I mean, I, I wanted to go to school for theater, um, and I, you know, Darlington, I'm very excited to hang out and get to go to, I think they're producing my fair lady right now at school, right? Yes, I was in yes. the last production of my fair lady in 1998, That's I awesome. believe. Yeah. I played George and I had four lines. Um, but yeah, I, and that's, I sort of, uh, I, I, I stopped playing football because I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be a professional football player. So I'm going to do all the, I just wanted to be on stage more. Um, and when I started looking around for like programs to go to, I wanted somewhere where I could go and just be in a bunch of shows, a bunch, a bunch of shows. So I went to Swanee, uh, which is not a difficult transition from Darlington. Uh, there, I mean, I don't know if it's still that way, but I, I think I was there with 30 other Darlington alumni at one point. I think like uh, by the time I was a senior, yeah, there were probably 30 other former Tigers up on up on the mountain being continuing to be purple and white Tigers. Like you didn't even have to change it. You could bring the same clothes and just be like, yeah, yeah more purple. Um, but yeah, I, it was a lot of fun. And I, that was what I, I wanted to do. I sniffed around at some like um, some conservatory programs. And I think what I wanted was like the full college experience. And uh, I 
I college after Darlington's easy <laughs> if you if you if you attack Darlington well if you got you know like you should be able to I I still remember like freshman year of college people being like oh we have to write all these papers and I was like have y'all not been writing 500 word essays for seven years like I've been doing this since I was 12 um yeah so I got to have a lot of fun and I just did show after show after show I mean I got to a place with a big giant incredible theater program and um I was just allowed to do nothing but that and um I went and studied in England for a summer which was pretty cool I went to Oxford and studied with uh some unbelievable teachers um I'm not going to start name dropping now but it, it was pretty cool and uh then I did an internship in Western Massachusetts one summer after college and actually came back to Rome one summer and and did a production of Jesus Christ Superstar in we could somehow convince Darlington to let us use the theater uh, and do Jesus Christ Superstar with a guy named Jeffrey Self, who was uh, is he's not search party now. He's he's pretty big deal. Uh, Jeffrey and I did. um like children's theater together in Rome uh, and Darlington let us just do this play in the drama room, which was pretty fun. Uh, it was a good summer. And then I graduated and uh, moved to Nashville and just started auditioning for stuff. Um, I actually, actually I showed up in Nashville, Tennessee uh, after uh, four years of Swanee and I got a lot of good things to say about the Swanee theater program. But one of the things that they don't do is prepare you for profession. You get really good at acting, but at no point did anybody sit me down and tell me how to make a living uh, being an actor. <laughs> this isn't a Swanee podcast, so I can dunk on them. And I, uh, I did have a couple contacts in Nashville and I sat down with a few of them for some advice. And um, a guy named David Alford uh, told me, uh, there's this the Chaffin's Barn Dinner Theater in Nashville, Tennessee. He said, go there, uh, tell Martha Wilkinson that uh, David says hi, go audition for their season. And I walked in and I'm 22. So the only thing on my resume is like, I ha I think I had my fair lady like on my on my resume, uh, my professional resume. I still had some some like high school credits. And um, Martha Wilkinson, who was the artistic director, looked down and went, Darlington? And I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, when'd you graduate? And I was like, well, I, uh, 2002. And she was like, no kidding. I graduated in, um, and we just like, we just went down the line. We, we like, we both had stories about Gordon Neville, like telling me that I needed to cut my hair. And, uh, she missed, she missed having my dad and knowing me by a year, which was too bad. Um, wow. she, yeah, would have been like, we were real close. Um, uh, to to her, but she knew uh, Marissa Ortega, who was the drama teacher when I was. She was she still at school when you were in school? Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, Marissa and uh, Martha had gone to school together, so we, you know, it was just. I mean, before I even started to audition, that like contact uh, and that like shared experience was already there. Because I mean, you spend four years at Darlington. I mean, it's. I think I imagine still a pretty pretty similar experience. Um. So Definitely. yeah, that was, that was really great. Like connection right out of the gate and, and Hey, Hey, she hired me. So that was good. That's perfect. Well, that's something as we, you know, build Darlington connects. And even before that, we would always hear from alumni, from donors or parents or anybody 
in any way related to the Darlington community is the strength of that community and those relationships that you make at Darlington and those connections. So how else have those Darlington connections and relationships made an impact on your life? Sure. I mean, I mean, that was that was like an incalculably large one uh, to just be working professionally right out of the gate. And the the cynical view of that is like, well, yeah, sure. You you get into this community that, you know, make sure that we all everybody gets to work and there's that nepotism sort of uh, aspect of it. But also the the non-cynical view of that is like, of course, that's the whole point, the whole point of community at at all is that we build each other up and take care of each other. Um, I mean. I got married a couple of years ago and three of the guys in my wedding party were high school friends. Um, uh, my, one of my best friends, uh, Jeff Hortman, which is a, a powerful Darlington last name. Um, uh, and I still like collaborate artistically. We've been best friends since we were, I think like six, um, went to Darlington all the way through and he lived in New York for a while. And I've still got, uh, four or five friends up here with that. Like, we make it a point to, I mean, I'm coming back to speak at career day because Annie Rosen and I are still friends. And she was Love like, it. Oh, I know. a, I know. a, I know an artist. <laughs> come, come talk to the kids. Um, yeah. So and not a whole lot of other big, like, like professional connections, um, other than getting my start, which like did what it needed to do right there. Um, but yeah, you run into people. It's it's one of those things where if you walk around wearing a Darlington hat or a Darlington sweatshirt, you just meet people. You just and it's a thing that people are drawn to. It's a unique, specific, small shared experience. And so if you run into like, hey, my dad and I were dad had a Darlington sweatshirt on like in Colorado, you know, on a mountain, and somebody just says hey, and you just uh, it's a it's a flag. It's up other people to recognize and you just you're immediately there right back by the lake and sharing stories about you know i don't know slip and sliding into the lake or dancing in the quad or whatever Um, yeah absolutely we hear that from everybody i've had that happen to me in dc people have it happen all over the world it's it's pretty incredible the six degrees of separation of darlington not yeah it's usually more like two yeah Yeah, absolutely (laughs) i uh i did i did um i was uh a friend of my uh, a college professor was that we were throwing a retirement party for my college professor in Brooklyn and a former one of his former students who is now sort of a big deal was there and his one of his friends from grad school came down to the bar to meet him because, hey, he was in Brooklyn and I'm sitting next to this guy. Uh, and we start talking, blah, 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 Darlington. Oh, no kidding. When did you graduate? Uh, 90 something. And I was like, oh, no kidding. Did you have Mr. Murray? And he was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, do you remember Mr. Murray's kids? And he was like, yeah, little blonde weirdos running around. Then I was like, hi, nice to meet you. That's me. Uh, and we sat and had a great time. And then he was actually, he's now, Brennan is a special effects producer. And he had made... Macbeth's head when he was a kid for the Darlington players production of Macbeth. He had like his first big special effects thing was this severed head that he had made that David Powell kept and had in his office hanging in a window for 
do you recollect that head? I believe it was in a T-Rex in a T-Rex mouth for the last couple of years that it existed at Darlington. But um Yeah, I didn't have David Powell, but I I remember that. <laughs> well, he had a big severed head in his in his office for years from that this guy had made. So it's just like these things come back around and like this 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 prop that I remembered being blown away by and curious about and it drawing me into the theater that has been a lifelong passion for me. I end up sitting next to him, you know, for degrees of separation um you know 25 years later just that's the magic of of darlington absolutely and it's such a small world and it's it's really cool to make those connections no matter where you are so you said you went to nashville so tell me how you got from nashville to brooklyn oh a plane Uh, okay, what else happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so I, I moved to Nashville uh, for a girl like you do, and that ended quickly like it does. And uh, then I was in Nashville, and I was but I was working, um, and I did really, really well. I, I played music. I was in a bunch of bands. I For a while, I did the, like, songwriter thing where I was trying to, like, sell songs about partying and, like, bonfires and, like, driving down dirt roads and stuff. Um, to, to, I was going to songwriter rounds and that's, that grind is, it's doable, uh, but it is a grind. Um, and, and was, was not for me, did not like the people that I met trying to do that. Um, but I was in some bands that I went on tour with, uh, and like real DIY, like let's get in a van and book 40 gigs for ourselves in like clubs around the Southeast and did that. Um, that is a whole nother set of stories and, and grinds as well. But uh, I, I worked a whole lot in the theater uh, in Nashville. I, I got an agent and I was doing some commercial stuff and uh, just and then I was working consistently for Nashville Rep, for Nashville Shakespeare Festival, for a place called the People's Branch Theater that no longer exists, unfortunately. And I did. Man, it was fun. I was there for about five years and it was in my early 20s. I also. I also spent most of my, I started losing my hair <laughs> at, at about 19. Uh, and I played nothing but like people in their forties and fifties. And like, I was the, all the dad all the time or the like old preacher or whoever. So I graduated from college and I was like, all right, well they have 50 year olds to play 50 year olds now. And this is a, a constant lament uh, like high school creatives who, look like we're 40 when we're 18. Um, and then you sort of have to find something to do for like 12. Like I'm just now aging into my look. Uh, I've been just occupying myself for the last 18 years. Um, but I, I did work a fair amount in, in Nashville and, uh, I, I had the Nashville children's theater was really, really great, but there's just, there just wasn't enough work. Um, you just couldn't, I, I was in that scene, working consistently and uh did well um i you know reviewed well and 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 got jobs at the same places over and over i I was i was doing very well and having a lot of fun and um and and making money which is always great if you're a creative and i sort of looked around after about five years and i realized like that that's it i realized that this is it and you still have to fun you still have to, you know, I 
everybody was working in restaurants. Everybody who was working consistently and getting written about and was up in the scene uh, were, were still had to have part-time jobs. And there wasn't a whole lot of work for film it, at the time. And so I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll just move to New York. That was where I meant to go in the first place. And so I literally just, I literally just left. I, I came back to Rome for a couple months just to um, like get, get myself together. I worked downtown at Johnny's pizzeria, which I don't think is there anymore. Um, interesting. Um <laughs> To say the least, I will also say that uh, at that point, there were Darlington alums that were around that knew I was there and knew I was heading to New York and would just come and support, like just come and and take care of me. But that was, you know, I had a plane ticket and I had a place to go and it was just a a couple months um, living at home, which I also recommend live with your parents when you're 28 for like two months. Have a have an out. Get to know them like adults. It's a good time. Um, And then I just moved to New York. I just just. Flew up here on a plane with a duffel bag and um, and very little plan, just enthusiastic. And and I, I knew I could always go back to Nashville and continue to work. And of course, I leave Nashville uh, and then that television show Nashville popped off and Nashville has grown about a bajillion times uh, in the last 10 years since I since I left. Um, it's, I think, four times as big as it was like population wise. The industry oh, wow. has gone nuts, but I've gone back a couple of times, which is great. I didn't lose any of those connections there. Um, the, the Darlington, once it started, um, that that Martha, who I mentioned, really welcomed me into that whole scene there. And I have gone back a couple of times to do shows at Nashville Rep. And I started doing stand up comedy when I moved to New York and I've gone back to Nashville and performed and toured around there. I've gone back through with bands. Um yeah, so none of those connections are lost. I, I, but I do. <laughs> like, oh, okay. If I had just hung on for a minute, um, but yeah, I got to, I got to, to New York in January, just, just over ten years ago, January second, um, two thousand and twelve, and cool. uh, yeah, and I got right into it here. Um, it was, it, it was one of those things where the city really just welcomed me. I had a lot of opportunities right off the bat. Um, I joined a theater company. I met a lot of people. I met the person that I'm now married to five days after I'd been in the city, which is super convenient. Um, uh, didn't see that coming, but you know, sometimes you luck out. And, um, I just, I went, I got a job at a, actually a, a Swanee connection. Um, got a job at a restaurant and, uh, started working, um, and ups and downs and ins and outs. I had an agent for a while, um, in between now that has to do with pandemic things. And the last two years have been, uh, hard <laughs> for, you know, the world. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, film, film, some film, some television, some theater. I started doing comedy. I've toured as a comedian. I've, uh, I started, I think you want to talk about Dr. Alex, the, the children's performance aspect of, uh, I started, I started, I was managing a restaurant and a guy walked in and asked if he could come in and do a children's like program that he does. He was like, you're not open in the mornings. Could I come in? I play the drums. I'd have the kids jump around. It's a drop in class. Would it be okay? And I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, I opened the place for him one time. He came in, he played around with a bunch of kids, played his drums, sang his songs for an hour and made a bunch of money and left. And I went, well, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. 
smash cut to like eight months later and i was sort of running a thing uh, a, a program called backyard kids out of the front of this place where i had five other musicians actors entertainers and we were just doing drop-in classes in the front of this like you know we we built a little space in in a restaurant where during the day we just had children's programming coming in and out and uh that turned into me performing as dr alex that name was given to me uh, i have i have a phd in fun is my silly line <laughs> and uh i i write in sing music for kids and I've got puppet friends that come and hang out with me sometimes. And there's like a whole big show and a smaller show. And that has been a really consistent, great as I mean, it's been a very, very good rock to have under me for the last six years. I mean, it's been a consistent source of income, artistic joy. Um, it, it makes me write and innovate and do new things. It makes me learn new things. Um, yeah, I've been able to travel some because of it. And you, you, there, there are festivals. Kindy Rock is a big, weird thing that I <laughs> did not see coming. But yeah, life happens and, and you just go with the flow. I love it. Well, well that's yes, very much. <laughs> the, I, I, I personally, this is again, well, I mean, to go all the way back, that's a Darlington thing. It, I mean, like, like when I was a kid, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, sure. I'll give it a shot. Hey, do you want to try this? Yeah, no problem. And like the uh, the yeah, try a new thing. See if you can write for a, a thing, or or see if you can play a piece of music. I write theme songs. I I I I somebody just asked me if I could do it, and I was like, yeah, I can probably write a theme song for your podcast. And so I wrote a theme song for somebody's podcast, and then they paid me money, and I was like, tell all your friends, and then that's just to add it to your resume, and it's another thing that I do. Love it. I love it. Yes, we, we highlighted you at the kind of middle of the pandemic, the start of the pandemic. Um, we started our alumni to follow. We started with our healthcare highlights and then featured you and Dr. Alex and friends on our blog. And we love seeing those performances and those interactions. And those highlights are what helped bring Darlington Connects as an entire idea and program to life was starting that during COVID because we all had to shift what we were doing and how yeah. we were engaging with our community. So you said Dr. Alex and friends is still going. What else are you involved in? Uh, it's still going. Uh, that was, a yeah, I mean, it was, it was really great at the beginning of the pandemic, um, to just at one, have something to do because so much of my work just went, I mean, just, just gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like a lot of other people's, but there's like, you, it is, it is difficult. I mean, with also just the advent of like the idea of streaming entertainment has been huge. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I understand that it's a joke that like everybody has a podcast, but we're on a podcast. And if you're listening to this one, you don't think it's dumb. You like podcasts and they're fun. Um, I have six. Um, <laughs> I wow. just podcast all the time. Um, yeah. And then I edit podcasts for other people as well, professionally and, um, and master them. And I'm, you know, I turned and I taught myself how to be an audio engineer. Um, during the pandemic and stream as well. You can, I like, I'm part of a community that plays role-playing games streaming. Uh, it's called plus one experience. And that's a, like a, again, if you'd have told me at 18 that at one point I would be a professional role player, I would have been like, yeah, probably. Um, but sh sure. <laughs> um, 
we just figured out how to do all these things. And and Dr. Alex in particular was great until about six months into the pandemic when every child in America decided that they didn't want to look at a screen ever again and sort of all slammed all mm-hmm. slammed there. And I'm sure, you know, Darlington and and every school has been constantly battling the uh the idea of of remote learning. And then I like I had I was just like my my stand-up. I was touring, I was doing, uh, working fest, some festivals and all of a sudden it just like, you just, you just can't do it. It just doesn't hit the same way I did. I don't know, six or seven zoom shows and some people made it work. And I just, I, it did not work for me. Um, so I went back to podcasting for, for that format. Uh, I have a podcast network that I'm the artistic director of called the missing sock network. Um, and we've got a bunch of, we've got like eight or nine different shows on there. Um, so that's a, a weekly and monthly consistent endeavor. Um, we've got like a, a Patreon community, uh, that we draw some money from and like some, some minor ad reads and, you know, we sell t-shirts and stuff. I mean, it's very punk rock. Um, but two of those shows are actually doing really well. They've got some legs under them. We're excited about that. It's also another big. I don't know if, if Darlington has talked to um, Daniel Powell, David Powell's son, has a, just sold his to Netflix. Killing it. That show's amazing. And D- David was on it uh, in the first couple episodes. And um, yeah, so, you know, you just you just keep going. I'm I mean, I'm writing. Let's see. I'm attached to a couple of TV pilots right now that. So there was a lot of development during the pandemic, which was great. Uh, I filmed a couple pilots. I uh, wrote one. I am on a table read next week for one. I filmed a couple. I'm attached to one that's being shopped around. You know, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of being a working actor that no one ever sees. Um, There's a whole lot of filming and writing and developing and working. And I mean, a lot of times too, what's great now is that with streaming networks, uh, you can put stuff out as a proof of concept on wherever you're going to put it out. Like I did a show called millenniums um, that we filmed six episodes of as a pilot and they just, they just dropped it on Amazon prime. Um, So that's there. It didn't go anywhere. Um, It didn't need to go anywhere. It was fine. Um, (laughs) It's there. It's, you know, it's out, it's in the world. It's there forever, which is nice. Cause a lot of times you'll, you'll, I'll, you'll get hired to go and shoot a pilot and even six, seven episodes of something. And you'll spend a, like, I spent a year working on uh, a, another show um, that just never, you know, they've, it's the, it exists. They've got it. It's filmed, but it's, you know, they, I, I got paid to do it. Um, but it's not, nobody's, I, no one will ever see it. It will never be seen with the light yeah. of day, which is, which is really too bad. Um, that's the magic of like live things. Uh, why I really love, stand up and theater and, and playing music, um, is that, you know, if there's, if you're in a room with eight people or if you're in a room with 8,000 people, um, it, it, there's a connection there. That's really excellent. And, uh, you, you're the thing that you made, uh, gets to go out into the world, whether or not, whether or not, you know, it goes prime. I mean, you make a bajillion dollars. Um, you still got to perform it. And it's a, it's a bummer when you, when you work a whole lot on things and they just don't, they just don't, they just go on the heap. Uh, yeah. But that's, that's part of the, part of it. The behind the scenes 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, the behind the scenes stuff and, and that work is fun and that work is valuable. I really enjoy, you know, I always enjoy meeting people and creating people with people and, and doing things, but it is too bad. (laughs) You, you make something. Yeah. And, uh, or you just have to get used to it. Um, and you know, just start working on the next one. Um, and, 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 and do that work for you. Well, and so part of the Darlington Connects program, we're always trying to connect our impressive and huge global alumni base with our young grads and even our current students. They want to hear from y'all. They want your wisdom, your life hacks, any advice you have. So for any of those students or our recent grads or other young alumni who might be pursuing that performance, artistic career or space as their life, what would you, what advice would you give them? Make stuff, make stuff. I'm serious. Make stuff and put it out into the world constantly. (laughs) Don't stop the, the, like, I, I wish so much that I'd had TikTok when I was 18 and that's, I'm not kidding like the fact that like when i was in high school youtube was this weird soup of like nothing but like i'm i'm holding in my hand right now a movie studio it's an i it's a three-year-old iphone and you can make a movie with it um make stuff make stuff and put it out in the world um goof around goof around with your friends and create just for the sake of creating um learn instruments um write songs, write poems. And Darlington also, uh, you know, lots of opportunities to do stuff. I published things in the Ink Slinger when I was a kid and like, just do that. And it, you know what, if nobody wants to take your poem and put it in their thing, start your own thing, uh, start your own thing and, and, and meet your own people and find a scene. Um, there, there are places in Rome, there are places in Atlanta, there are places, there's going to be places in college. There's going to be places later than that. Get together with people and make stuff. Um, there's plenty of, there's plenty of like professional advice. I, I'm, I am, I will always be happy to help a kid from Darlington, uh, or a young alum or like, if you want to know how to like make a resume and, uh, submit and get auditions and get an agent and what you should do in a casting room. I I'm happy to give any of that wisdom, but the big thing is make stuff um, and put it out there. Cause you never know who's going to see what and where anything's going to go. Um, and if nothing else, you've, you've added to the collective beauty and wonder of the universe. And that is invaluable. <laughs> That's perfect. And that's, you know, what we're trying to do with this Connects program. And you will be here um, for Career Day on February 4th. So we're super excited that you will be here in person. I love that you're coming back. And um, hopefully we can connect you with those students and even the the new cast of My Fair Lady while you're here. (laughs) The reboot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, very excited um, to come back and and again, you know, I if you're if you're listening to this and want the little nuts and bolts advice, things like that, I'm uh, more than happy always to help out anybody who you want to start a podcast, do it. I'll help um, any way I can. Um, just take your light and just wave it around in the air, and scream and yell at people, and be yourself humongously at at other humans. We need it. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Alex, thank you so much for joining me and for connecting with the Darlington community. And I can't wait to see what's next from you and then to have you on campus for career day. Thanks so much. We're glad that you tuned into this episode of the Darlington podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.